The following views expressed are those of the speakers and do not represent the views of DOD or its components. Pay attention because you are now listening to Permission to Speak Freely. 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 right to start with some music because in that song and particularly because the last time we talked it just felt so soulful mm. you know yeah I felt so soulful yes, i was yes, listening yes, to the yes. last episode this week uh the last time yeah. we talked icebergs episode uh that was yeah. we knew we already knew that was going to be the first conversation of, of maybe many but uh i was listening to it and i'm like damn this feels so soulful, you know? So I just want to thank you for being a part of our show again, Alana. And I'm looking forward to the conversation that we have today. Me too. I'm, I'm first, second guess. First time. Another first. Another another first. She got the LeBron (laughs) stats. She be having LeBron stats with our our podcast, man. Like uh, the first time we had a guest on here twice. So. I Definitely. really appreciate yeah, that. First time, first I time. What I tell you, what's not the first time though is is you know starting you know to um, getting a lot of own. That was another oh issue. You know, that took a while. She, she's something like a she, she she's a big thing right now. You know what I mean? Like she she's you know she's a big thing right now. Take a little time to get her own, right? And and, and for the audience to know, you know, for the audience, you know. We spoke oh, story too man. Don't do that now. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Damn. 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 I guess I'm going to start out with the first question. Well, my today. first answer is we were still locked in in the time when it came to the what time. Mm-hmm. We were doing. Yeah. Oh, oh, you want to get that out? Ooh, you want to make sure you got clear. that out? <laughs> yeah. We, okay. I want to make your oh, We you started off soulful yeah. and you were, calm. You right. and Damon was fired. <laughs> fast. Fired. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I apologize. Um, I do got a question for you to start us off. It's going to be a nice little get us in the game question. Um, what does your morning routine consist of when you get up? In the morning? What's your it's routine? interesting because it, it shifts, right? Um, I have a new phrase where I'm like, I, I don't want to see the other side of five o'clock. I really don't need to, and that's just a sentiment to early mornings. As far as uh, you know, what we did in the Navy. I mean, 
you'd be up out the house on the ship by five o'clock, depending on the day. And so I try to allow myself the mental and physical rest. So, you know, we have a lot of grind culture that is, you know, wake up at five, get a couple extra hours, then other people do this, do that, maximize your time. But you have to maximize your health and your rest too. And from what we discussed last time, I think people are aware that I have health challenges. And so one of my priorities is sleep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so the reason why I was like, woo-wee, seven o'clock is because <laughs> to be transparent, my um, my sleep's been real off. So I struggle with sleep um, sometimes and I try to allow myself the maximum time to get rest if I'm waking up in the middle of the night or if I'm dealing with some insomnia. So when I wake up in the morning, it's either tea, um, water first, and I actually have like my lemon water and a little bit of sweetened with maple syrup to help my digestive system. And then um, before a couple of months ago, I was practicing gratitude practice in the morning, which I really want to get back to. I got out of my routine recently for some things. And um, I just like to sit and just kind of meditate. Think of what I'm grateful for. Think of what mm. I want to go in the day with. And this is such like a generic kind of like lifestyle person <laughs> answer. But it's really I have taken bits from what I see from other people and tried out different mm. things that helped me get mentally and physically started for the day in a way that I want to. And to be transparent, like I said, like I was doing that stuff a couple months ago. I kind of fell off. So it's like a process, a grace process going throughout um, trying to figure out what I can be consistent with and what helps me most maximize my day for whatever I want to do with that day. So if it's rest, I'm maximizing rest. I'm maximizing recovery. If it's projects and doing things, then it's maximizing that. So it's not ever one size fits all. Yeah, I was on my way here from the gym because I, I just came from the gym, right? Oh, were so, you from uh, the gym? You, you had a yeah, so bed in I just there? came from the yeah, gym, yeah. right? Yeah, no, no, but you know, well, what makes it what makes it funny is because when I was driving from the gym, I was thinking about like what I needed to do to get ready to to do the, the podcast, and all I really needed to do was like change, you know, from whatever I was wearing in the gym shower and come on it and do the podcast, and we've been recording now with. Teach right for for a few yes, for a, a few that. episodes right, and um yes. I'm like you know uh, like to be a woman you know what I mean like y'all got a lot mm. more to do than, than we got to do to get ready for the show like I, I throw a hat on you know I turn these cameras on and <laughs> however I look that's what they gonna get <laughs> you know what I mean right. y'all gotta you know y'all yeah. gotta make sure yeah. y'all good make sure your hair good make sure you know everything good you can't just come on here you know, looking crazy because people like, like love it or hate it. Like people judge you, you know, based off of mm, how you appear and those things. So Appearance, I was, yeah. that's what I was thinking about on it. I'm like, dang, man, I know we got a line and we got teach. They going to have to get ready for this. You, you, you know what I mean? They don't want to <laughs> just come up here looking crazy. Like how I'll be looking. My, my biggest concern is if my shirt is too wrinkled, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and if it's too wrinkled, yeah. you know what I do? Yeah. I go find one that's less wrinkled. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? I ain't got an iron or nothing yeah. like that, man. But it's uh, my, my quick question. I got a quick yeah. question for you, uh, real quick though. Um, the last time we we talked, um, yeah. you were just uh, launching a website. You were just launching a book. You were just transitioning out of the navy. Like it were. Yeah. I, I feel like we were on the brink of like all of these things brink. that were about to happen. Um, so we're like. Where are we now? Like, where are you right now compared to where we left off at? Yeah, I really like that question. And I've been reflecting on that. That's something I wanted to tie into what I'm super grateful for. 
uh, for you all and like inviting me and just what our conversation sparked in me was Mm -hmm. what I needed to push me and help me and encourage me over that brink. And through the journey that I was about to go through that I thought I understood, (laughs) but until I was in it, um, I said, wow, this is a lot. Um, You all really gave me a safe space to begin to start to tell my story and to Mm -hmm. begin to feel comfortable sharing things and seeing that it is well received. And that provided me a lot of encouragement. And so, um, yeah, we were, we were on the brink of a lot of stuff. Now the book is launched. Um, I've stepped, Mike and I have stepped fully into that. We have a a full 2023 kind of book tour plan of things and strategies Mm -hmm. that we're doing to make sure the book gets to the right people. Um, it's been well received, awesome reviews. Um, but what I love is the verbal feedback from people. And I really appreciated your review of the book, your mid review, mm-hmm. because it provided an opportunity. I was able to use that example for other people. Like, Hey, if you haven't used, if you haven't finished the book, you're still able to provide your thoughts so far. And you like led the standard on that. And I really appreciated that. Um, so people can t- continue to see what the book is about, even if other people haven't finished it. And so, yeah, I launched Evergreen. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a media group. When we were talking about it last time, if you didn't see, I was super hesitant to talk about it. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't really solid and sure of it. That imposter syndrome that we discussed was kicking. Mm-hmm. And I launched it and it feels good. And I know exactly what it is and I know exactly where it's going. And right now it's my media empire and I, I'm going to have and build a media empire first, beginning with copywriting, helping small businesses and brand owners translate their thoughts and feelings into words so they can connect with the audience. A lot of what we do, we do a, little, a lot of verbal communication, but writing as communication isn't dead, but people do treat it as such. And I've noticed a lot of people have a hard time communicating through words. So when people on your website, when they read your description for your podcast, when they're reading your social media post, that's an opportunity to connect. And I want to help people to be able to maximize that connection, especially when there's AI and all this chat botting and stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We really got to dial into, yeah, there's a lot that goes into that, even human input, but you cannot discount human connection. And so um, that's the copywriting aspect. And then there'll be a publishing aspect where I use it as a platform to the people that I partner right with. It'll be an exclusive publishing house for those people um, to get their books out mainstream. So it's not gatekeeped by traditional publishing houses, which happens and we can go all into that. And then um, the third proponent will be uh, wellness, free educational, holistic wellness content for men and women, but with a focus on gynecological holistic health practices. Mm. That's it. (laughs) That's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) And you know what, Alana? Like, um, I went back and I reviewed the last um, the podcast that you were on, um, getting ready for this one, and it was really like a big inspiration for me. I feel like I could really connect with it because Mm. I'm in that space right now where you were in. Yeah. Back then, I'm getting ready to transition out and mm. I am going into entrepreneurship. Yeah. And so there was a bunch of stuff that you said that was like, 
yes, <laughs> like she is talking <laughs> to me directly. Oh, to um, and one of them was like just working for someone else. Mm, like the fact that, that you don't want to work because I always say that. Um, and I'm in I'm in this position now where it's scary because mm. branching out into entrepreneurship, there's a bunch of unknowns. Yeah. You know, and so I'm really in that space that you were in at that moment. And so just watching it. And now I'm so excited about this episode because now I get to see you on the other side. Yeah. And so I feel like at the end of this episode, things are going to be a lot less scarier for me. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yes. No, I hope so. And here and offline, of course, any way that I can help you with that journey, I would love to. Um it's definitely a give back because I had a lot of people helping me and supporting me mm-hmm. with the mindset shift and just um, planning and feeling comfortable with it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So however I can help. I'm so excited for Yay, you. Thank you. <laughs> and I have a question for you oh, yes, um, on that note. So um, in your now that you're on the other side, mm-hmm. what can you say that the Navy has taught you mm-hmm. that you have implemented in your life on the other side of civilianhood? <laughs> yeah. So there's um the biggest, one of the biggest proponent, their skills, but the people skills. Just the, I think we take for granted how much we are studiers of human behavior when it comes to having been in the Navy. You deal with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think probably more than you than maybe other people do as far as just on a consistent basis and a wide range of people and the people skills and understanding people and why they work because we're so immersed in their lives as far as leaders in a way that other people just don't get immersed in other people's lives. I think we talked about this last time, like you're a financial advisor, you're a counselor, you're you're a whole lot of things. You're sometimes a father figure or a mother figure for people. They just, it steps into that role. Um, And dealing with people, we really have to get back to that because, you know, say people say mission first, people always, but you do, everyone has a unique opportunity in the military, the Navy to really get a lot of insight into actually how to help people and how to identify what they need. And ultimately an entrepreneurship, entrepreneurial journeys, that's what you're doing. You're identifying someone or a group's pain point, And then you are then creating the solution to solve that uniquely for them. And that's what people need in business and products and services. So the tool to be able to do that and speak to that for someone and articulate that to them and let them know, hey, I got you. I'll, I'll take care of you. That's my service. That's my business. That's my product. That's it right there. Do you feel like the travel that you just that you just did, like this world travel that you just did, like kind of help give you insight um, on a lot of this uh, continuation of the journey? It didn't. It didn't. Uh, It's interesting because a lot of people have asked like, hey, are you going to when I was traveling, are you going to write? Are you going to write some poems? I can't wait to, you know, see that, hear that. And and it wasn't I got to say, just be honest, it wasn't some epic um end to my to my career as far as like that like some huge epiphany like I'm ready to mm-hmm. go get it type energy it was really time for me just to completely tap out to yeah. not think about the future not think about the past not think about what I need to do tomorrow I didn't have to do anything but exist and I really needed that time I, I wasn't choosing to be creative I wasn't choosing to make anything or push anything or build anything I just needed to exist 
And that's what was, I did. And it was awesome. Was this the first time you travel? Um, well, the longest that you travel since you've been out of the Navy? Oh, yeah. Since I've been out of the Navy? Yeah. How, how yeah, did it so feel? I was actually, that's when I got out, was when I was yeah. overseas. Um, it's, and it's, it's, it's crazy. It's different. It's different knowing it, you don't got to go back to a ship. <laughs> it's different when you, when you sit in the moment, it, it would hit me at times that I'd be like, I have no one to answer to. I have yeah. no one to yeah. update. I don't need to, yeah. if I want to stay a couple more days, I stay a couple more days. Mm-hmm. I literally have no one to answer to. And that has been something that I've, it hits me and I just got to adjust to it, but in a good way though, like to accept, Hey, this is the norm. I don't have yeah. to feel like I'm stressing a little bit to uh, make sure everything works out so I can get back somewhere. And that's a, right. it's a, it's a new level of freedom that I absolutely love. Yeah. Where, where did you visit? We went to, um, I was in Germany, which was mm. awesome. I actually fell in love with Germany on this trip and that was not where I thought my, uh, best a time was going to be we went to paris we went to belgium um yeah i think that was it Damn. yeah that's a lot, wow. a lot of different places a lot of money yeah. right there man. that's <laughs> a lot of money evergreen man <laughs> i'm ready for it i'm ready for it i'm ready i was, I was absolutely blessed my sister's friend lived in germany she lives in germany so we were able to stay there and then we popped over to the places so blessed in the way that was able to work it out. Yeah. I saw, I did, uh, you talked about reviews earlier and I saw a review. Mm -hmm. I'm going to call it an incident, but it it was, Ah. and it's it's funny how uh, me and you always kind of, I'm always noticing like a weird racy thing. Like it Mm. is, it is like, it it happened before with us too, before, uh, during the riots on the Capitol, something Mm. happened. Uh, we kind of tag team somebody and, but, um, this one, somebody, some, was somebody upset about the title of the book? Ooh-wee. Peter from LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it, I was like, LinkedIn though? Yeah, like, right. It, it really blew my mind. Yeah, so it was early months of the book and we were trying to be a, a presence, which you guys do phenomenally on social media. Just being out there Thank and letting you. people know what you're doing and seeing you. I love that. And um, so Mike and I were doing that and had a plan to do so. And I posted... I mean, it wasn't even, it was like writing tips or something. And then I put the picture of the book on the bottom and this man went in. (laughs) He was like, oh, I kind of put it out. I didn't put the incident out of my mind, but what he exactly said, but it was like, there's no such thing as black veterans, um, yada, yada, yada. This is the (laughs) reason why we can't let go of, you know, you're the ones that can't let go of race, like that kind of sentiment. And then I responded to him with like, Grace, we're just going to handle you with grace and good wishes. And I said, you know, you know, I don't know. I said something. It was just kind of like, get out of my face. And he came back with a personal attack. Mm. It's like pretty much like there's people who honorably serve and that's obviously not you trying to capitalize on this, that and the other he like went into his service, his family service, all this other service and just told me I wasn't a leader, told me I had nothing going for me. Um, he had everything going for him. He was married, children, retired, all this other stuff. And I was just getting started. It was, this man got wow. nasty. He got nasty. Wow. It's probably still up there if you want to go take a look. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, he took the LinkedIn gloves off. He, took, he, <laughs> he did. I was, I was, yeah. I was really, really flabbergasted. It, mm-hmm. Was that the Peter guy that's always, every time you log into LinkedIn, he's always there like the Peter? It says like a Peter is really? always there. I got to check because it could. Yeah, it's like it's night time you log into it. It's a guy named as it says Peter, and that's all it counts. Kind of <laughs> let me check in on that. Yeah, let me find out you know this dude, David. But what I loved about that situation is I really did handle with him with grace because I don't have time to do this, and you obviously have other stuff going on. So just mm-hmm. I, I did handle it with gracefully. But then I went to Instagram. And I was just like, y'all wouldn't believe what just happened with me and Peter mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. <laughs> What's crazy is it just turned into this thing and it actually generated a lot of support. And I, I, Peter sold us some books that day. Nice. And yeah. I really mm. appreciate that. So yeah. it's like, it's, if you're not disrupting something, then you're probably not changing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's the sentiment. It, it bothered me, but then I just kind of blocked it, didn't receive it. And I and I said that I said my piece. I verbalized what I need to verbalize, and it's like if you're not disrupting something, you're probably not changing something. I I plan to be a change maker. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's gonna that's gonna happen. Yeah. One of my weird observations is that the people that get the most hate like mm-hmm. are the most successful. Like mm-hmm. everybody I know, like uh, on a social perspective, mm-hmm. Kim K. Like I, I don't hear much good about her, but she's right. like super successful. <laughs> yeah. uh, LeBron James. Yeah. Always see people hating on him. Super successful. Super successful. Yeah. Uh, whenever I read comments about Jay Z, this is all hate. <laughs> Super successful. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Like every single person, Jeff Bezos, like everybody that I've ever seen that's like get hated on all the time mm. are super successful. And it's like, do you want to be loved <laughs> or do mm. you want to be, you know, hated? Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, and his issue was with the name of the book yeah. because it said Black Veteran, right? Yes. That's crazy. And that whole. Man. That whole it's us holding on to racism pretty much is what he was saying. Mm-hmm. It's black people who make yeah. bring race to the forefront of every conversation are the ones that are keeping uh, it relevant. It was just really, mm-hmm. she's like, man. But right. so many people came to uh, the aid in the comments and I'm he got some messages as well from some people. So <laughs> Peter, Peter learned some things that day, I'm sure. Yeah. Wow. So thanks, yeah. Peter. We appreciate you. You know, I know right? some books, books sales, too, Peter. So <laughs> books sales. Appreciate yeah. you, hey, speaking on the speaking on the um the book, I got a question about it. Is this question um, where you can buy you it? Because have you gotten your copy? Yep. Just making inquiries. So let me tell you. So before I ask the question, I'm gonna get on the book real quick. So I was actually trying to buy the book. Was Amazon like, difficult to I was trying to buy. I had some issues. I, no, I, no I, didn't, I didn't have no issue with buying the book itself. I had issues with buying an audio. Oh. Right? So I went there and I went on the, like, the little mm-hmm. iPhone mm-hmm. side of it and it, it, it didn't yeah. pop up. But on the Amazon side, it only wanted to do Kindle mm-hmm. or something. And I don't have a Kindle, so that mm-hmm. didn't work for me. So I'm still working. working said, I don't have a Kindle. He said, I don't have a Kindle. I even hit Dumbo up and asked him how he bought it. I, I, I was, was perturbed. I was, I was perturbed this? during this text message exchange with David. I was like, why is he? Yes. I was asking Tell her when. Tell her when. She said when. Like two days ago. Yeah. Man. Yo, it was like two days ago. Okay, Damon. So, we didn't talk about guys. We didn't talk about I just want to check and make sure. Oh, that's the paperback. Paperback yeah. is the paperback still available, is right? 
No, I'm still I, there. I, it's not. A, it's, no, I don't I, think it's in audio book format. No, I'm messing. I'm 100 messing with you. But actually, I'm glad you said that because that's mm. our quarter one project. We are. I'm rewriting uh, and reformatting it right now for audiobook, and we're nice. actually going to begin recording mm. the audio portion of it. We're going to add an additional chapter um, for a holistic entrepreneurship. Um, Mike has things he wants to talk nice. about when it comes to taking your care of yourself and your body through the journey, which ties so perfectly into what I'm studying right now, which is to be a holistic health practitioner. And so we're going to write about how you care for yourself during that process because it's a lot. You do a lot. You stress a lot. You're trying to make a lot of moves. Yeah. And you got to take care of yourself. But audiobook is coming and it'll be launched this year. So. Okay. I'll make sure you have the direct link. <laughs> yeah, that's Damien. Damien. Yeah, right. 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 I gotcha. <laughs> Was it a no brainer? Uh, but that kind of falls I got into a my, real quick. I love that's kind of falls a real into quick my, one. Sorry. But, Was it a no brainer to self uh, narrate? Oh yeah. Okay. That's always I, yeah. that's a given to me. I don't knock anybody who chooses to have a narrator. Obviously, not everybody maybe has a voice for radio, but um, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I only asked that because uh, I yeah. read a, I had an audio book from Rick Ross, who mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm so mad that Rick Ross didn't like read this yeah, book himself. Right. Like, yeah. why would you get <laughs> the perfect like, voice? Yeah, Ross got like one of the best voices. Why would you get this clown <laughs> to narrate your book? Right. That's why I asked I, that. Like, I yeah. thousand percent agree. That is it. It kind of disconnects a little bit mm-hmm. from yeah. the experience of the book for the Your person, audience, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah, especially especially y'all yeah. book because in the book that in, in that book, the Black Veteran uh, Entrepreneur book. Through reading it, I can hear uh, mm-hmm. your voice, and and I can hear. And then then when Mike comes in, I can hear you know mm-hmm. Mike, especially from interacting with both of y'all. So yeah. definitely audio book, both of y'all narrate makes the most sense. Yeah, I agree. Definitely agree. You guys kind of been touching on a little bit for my question, but my question was, uh, what do you think is the most important message your book conveys to its mm-hmm. audience? So I phrase it this way: the message is for Black veteran entrepreneurs. The lessons in there are for everybody. Mm-hmm. So the message is speaking directly to the Black veteran entrepreneurs and saying that we see you. We see the challenges that you may uh, be running into. We want to address those. And we want to encourage you to continue doing what you're doing. And here's the playbook to do that. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the purpose is to help people to streamline the process. A lot of it is built off of lessons Mike learned over a decade, lessons I've learned in the last couple of years. And it's it's something that we just want to make easy for people who want to step into that so they don't have to spend that amount of time trying to figure it out. Right. And they can maximize their time, get in there, get it done, get scaled, and then be doing their thing. Oh, wow. That's yeah. dope. <laughs> That's okay. dope. I may just end up uh, getting a copy for me and all my entrepreneur friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will personally send you three because someone's struggling. Well, you already have one, Damo, but yeah, <laughs> I will send you all a copy. You don't have to buy one. I'll send you a copy. I was I was wondering why oh, I don't know how to have one, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's okay. But I want to buy one. So I, I got right. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I got to buy two. For my okay. I have a okay. bunch of entrepreneur friends, so I just really want to buy one as a gift for them also. Can you sign okay, it, though? I appreciate that. Can yes, you sign ma'am. it? Oh, thank you. Yes, ma'am. Oh, like somebody yes, famous. Let's <laughs> think about, about buying it. I have to buy it because if I didn't buy it, Dumbo yeah, never would have been He won't, so he I won't and I won't. Sure. So, you're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> it's going to have to happen. Go. <laughs> hey, so, I, I do want to thank you for something real quick because one of the okay. things that you continue to do is mm-hmm. uh, 
it's, and it's a lot of power in these words is like you continue to tell us to keep going. Mm. It's a lot of power in those words. Like a right. lot of people, mm. a lot of people don't know how easy it is to stop. Like it's so easy to stop. Oh, <laughs> Just to, so like easy. to be like, hey, we're not turning these mics on. We're not spending yeah. this money. We not like it yeah. costs money to do a lot of this stuff that we do. Yeah. Um, and like just hearing those words, like keep going. It means something. Uh, it's people listening. Mm. You say it a lot. I don't even know if you know how much you say it. But I, you, I did not you, notice yeah. that at all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you tell that. us to keep going a lot. And, you know, you like you appreciate we doing it. I, I appreciate that. So I, I want to mm. thank you for that. Thank you. I, I really. Yeah. It's uh, what you said, though. It's, it's easy to stop. It's hard to choose to keep going. And that's just not in business. Um, I touched upon it last time, but I've been struggling a lot these last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Damon checks in on me. We've talked about that. And um, yeah, those are hard moments where you sit in the deep of whatever you're in and you decide I'm, I'm, st- I'm going to keep going. I don't know what the next moment looks like. I don't know what tomorrow's going to feel like. I don't know if it's going to be better or worse than it is today or this moment, but you know, you choose something and you choose is to keep going um, to keep on making choices for yourself that lead to the places where you want to be. And it's hard. Yeah, it is hard, um, but it's worth it. What's your why? Ooh, for which thing in life? <laughs> <laughs> I guess right now, what you're doing right now with your entrepreneur <clears throat> journey and your uh, being an author and mm. traveling, the upcoming book tour, like what is yeah. the why? Like when it seems, when it gets hard mm. or when you can't see what's on the other side, like what is it that pushes you to just get up and do it? <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go deep with these ones because the last, episode helped me to be more transparent, open, and I'm really working on just opening myself because I think it helps people. <clears throat> and that ties into, I'm not, my throat's not getting clogged up because I'm getting super emotional. I'm just like, <laughs> 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 it's like, what timing, right? <laughs> but um, my why for me, for a lot of things and most things goes back to the root of, I don't ever want someone to feel that they are alone in their journey. Because I have felt alone a lot of times, not because I am alone and because I don't have support, but we all have what we challenge with and what we struggle with internally. And my one of my internal narratives comes to that sometimes. Like I have a hard time asking for help. I have a hard time asking for support. It's the first thing I do for other people. Like you mm-hmm. don't have to say nothing but a word and I'm there, literally. Yeah. Whatever you need. Because, I, not again, not because people aren't there for me or help me and support me. It's because I have a hard time accepting that. So I want to do, do everything I can to make sure that no one feels alone at any part of their life. Alone in their thoughts, alone physically, whatever it is. And so when it comes to writing, when I share my poetry, it resonates with people and some of the inner thoughts they have and they struggle with that they don't necessarily feel comfortable sharing with other people. Um, when I do a social media post, I did it the other day about how I feel like in the um, Navy, I had to mute my femininity mm-hmm. um, in order to, for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. And that resonated and I started a conversation with one of my friends. She's uh, studying at um, Northwestern right now for uh, law school. And she's like, I that resonated with me so much. And that's leading us just to have monthly conversations about it and kind of help each other process certain experiences we had in the Navy. And then when it comes to this book, an entrepreneurial book is helping people 
have the support they need to be successful in what they're trying to do, especially in a world that has a lot of roadblocks for different groups of people. And so um, helping people realize they're not alone and they have support in the world and what they're trying to do. Mm. That's my why. So you just talked to, you touched on muting your femininity and that mm. struck a nerve with me. Can you just mm. <laughs> go a little bit more into detail with that? Because right now I'm really feeling like you're my spirit twin. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't I know if it's that. because like as women we kind of go through the same things but yeah. I just really want to hear like your version and your story of like how you felt like you've had to mute your femininity in a Navy yeah so um, it touches on some things trigger warning for anybody but like sexual harassment and stuff and um, I didn't want my femininity to ever count against me in the way that I moved on the ship or in the Navy. And it's not that I felt, I personally internally felt like it would, but it's just by observing things and seeing things on the ship and the dynamics and all that and stuff that I experienced. um, It seemed to challenge other people when it came to seeing women as people to seriously respect Mm-hmm. to um, follow, allow them to lead in their position and do what they're doing and just how people look at you. Right. And so for me, I just didn't want the attention. I didn't want that extra external attention. And so I saw over time, as I'm like reflecting on my career, I saw over time how I muted that in the way that I dressed and what I did or didn't do. Like I filled in these eyebrows today and I put on a little mascara and I put a little powder because I, you know, because I was running around before this and I was sweating. And I would, it's something I've intentionally started doing is you asked about my morning routine and it's like something I've intentionally started doing is taking a little bit more time for myself. Mm. Man, I, I going to the ship, I'd hop in the shower, throw some, not, wash my face, do all that, throw some lotion on and walk out. <laughs> And just try to, it's almost try, like they try to teach us to be uniform, but to, it's male dominated. So trying right. to fall into less of a feminine um, presentation into more of a masculine presentation. Right. And um, I also noticed that that started to like just bowl over into my personal life as well. How I would step out to the grocery store. I even realized I'm going to a holistic health practitioner school, and I realized that's how I was dressing to go to school. It was mm-hmm. like in this this way of protecting myself the way in the way that I dressed to not gain unwanted attention. But then I've I've really been working on my femininity is not a smoke signal for someone's unwanted attention, right? Um, and I don't need to associate it that way. I mean, there was an incident that happened on my first ship where, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about what's going on in the ships, what's not going on with people, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But I had someone actually put out, like, from their mouth that they had had relations with me. Mm. And it got back to me because I had I talk about the mess. I had an awesome senior chief who looked out for me. Yeah. And he heard it. <clears throat> and he was like, hey, ma'am. Just want you to be aware. You got to promise me, like, you're not going to flip out. You got to <laughs> promise me, like, I just want you to be aware of this. And I received it. And I said, okay. And 
it's it's I did what I had to do for me, but I don't think there should be situations and scenario where people have to make these kind of choices to control a narrative mm-hmm. and to control what comes out from a situation or what's someone else has chosen to say or not say about them. So we had recently had a um a frat situation go on the ship between an officer and an enlisted sailor. And Captain just took care of both of them. Let's just say that. And so, you know, that aftermath of feeling when that happens, it's almost like this witch hunt-esque like mm-hmm. energy yes. yeah. going on around yes. the ship. And that's when I found out about this. And I said, oh, I was like, to bring this up in the proper channels, it's just, it, it might be more trouble than I want to deal with for me. Mm. And what questions, and you know how people twi- uh, twist things and mm-hmm. all, all sorts of stuff. So I handled it myself. So I grabbed his first class and I told him to, um, it was an engineer. I'm sorry, y'all. It was an engineer though. <laughs> engineer. Hey, <too>. man. <laughs> Come on, I y'all. His first, <laughs> I grabbed Engineers. his first class and we went down to somewhere off of, um, oh Lord, CCS mm-hmm. with the sailor. And I ripped into him because I knew as quickly as he spread the rumor, I need to spread what occurs in here in this room. Even and I knew his though. first class would go tell the tale, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 And so good move. That's a good move, actually. I, I, and I was hot. I said, he was a black man too. I said, How dare you as a black man tear down what I'm working for as a black woman? Right. Mm-hmm. And say that you mm-hmm. had sex with me and that we had sex and you know what that would do to someone's career to boost your ego mm-hmm. or whatever it is that you got going on. And then I just made it clear. I said, I have never had sex with you. I will never have sex with you. Are we clear? And he was like, uh, he's, uh, you know, trying to like apologize and stuff. I said, there's yeah. nothing for you to say. You have said enough. And I wow. ended the conversation and he left with his first class and it was handled. I hear nothing about it later. But so... That was, I was a JG. Mm. I was, I was like two, three years in, two and a half, three years in. And so stuff like that started to shape how I then started to move in the Navy. And one of that was muting my femininity. Wow. To try to avoid situations and scenarios like that. Yeah. And, um, and what, what continued that is I saw, started to see, maybe it was just as more senior I got, people try you less, but. Um, as I got more senior, I stopped experiencing stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you said the Eula JG though. I was like, it was my first ship. Yeah. So I hand, I handled it that way, but scenarios and situations like that, that you shouldn't have to navigate or strategize so hard to do. But, um, Again, another tying into like human behavior. I really had to sit in understanding how that information, initial information would move and then how do I handle it? Mm-hmm. And so that's how I thought that would be the best way to maximize it with what was currently going on the ship and what I did and didn't want to deal with on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the hardest thing about a lot of the programs on the ship is they don't really help you when it comes to the social constructs of the ship. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because it's, no. it's so many protective channels in these programs so like Mm. 
For instance, if you go to the Simeo, it's a protected conversation. So you really can't talk about it. So it's going to be one sided. It's going to be a group mm. of people saying one thing about you that even if you went to the right person to take care of it, like it's still not really out there because you did it <laughs> the right way. You know, mm. the way that the Navy tells you to do yeah. it. It's, it, it, it's I, I was a Simeo. So I, I know I was mm. like, I remember a seller was accused of something and the seller that made the accusation just went around the ship and completely Exactly. Like told everybody that yep. what happened. And then the seller that was accused was like, Hey, I want to go do the same thing. I want, I'm like, mm. you can't, it's protected. Right. Like you can't just go out here. Like you feel like whatever you're doing, you know, you're defending yourself and stuff like mm. that. But another thing you said was people just making things up. I'm surprised mm. it was an engineer, but Hey, you know, that's <laughs> what it is. Yeah, well, was it an electrician? <laughs> No. All right, cool. As long as it wasn't here. <laughs> but uh, but that's not that's not rare in the navy. Like not um, at all. when I when I got to the ship as a chief, our our last ship, a story was made up about me and another chief, uh, uh, mm. an, a, a woman that we were having relations, and it was a like I, I found out it was a young black seller, a, a woman mm. who made that story up, and I, I just didn't understand it. I'm like, yeah. so eventually. Something else happened where she spun another story out of, mm. you know, just mm. out of straw. You just, here, you like, just yeah. right. gold out. Of, like, so I wound up, I wound up having a conversation. I'm like, hey, like what I'm trying to do here. Cause I, I mean, I approach every circumstance like, like with some kind of mission, right? Mm. I'm like, what I'm trying to do here, you are directly obstructing. Yes. Like, like, yes. you, like, and, and, and like you said, right. And I know we got a, a wide range of listeners, black, white, whatever. But like you said, I'm, I'm like, yo, you a black woman. Like you should understand as now. a black right. man from the same kind of neighborhood you grew up in, the same kind of environment you grew up in that I cannot afford to have this yes. on me. Mm-hmm. And um I don't think I don't think it changed anything. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I, but I was able to get off what I wanted to get off. It was yeah. a private communication, mm-hmm. it was a conversation, mm-hmm. and at least you know we left that conversation where her knowing how I felt about it. Cause mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we all adults. She's probably o- right. older than me. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those things happen, man. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It does. Yeah. When, and, some, when, and sometimes there's not even like a person that a particular person that's saying, Oh, I, me and this person did this. Sometimes it's yeah. just being a female. If you're cool with another male and that's like the person that you're always with, just because y'all connect yeah. on like a professional level, yeah. everyone's going to automatically assume, oh, they must have something going on. And Absolutely. I hate it. I hate it. And I think that was one of the reasons why um, I found myself muting my femininity as mm-hmm. well. And I actually went as far as to get a feminine coach because I figured mm-hmm. out I only know how to be this. Um yeah. I've been this for so long, especially, you know, and I, that was just, I think maybe two years ago. So that mm. was after I'd been in the Navy for 18 years. So it yeah. became yeah. me. Um, and I didn't know who I was and I was bringing that back home. And mm. I figured out I was chief at home or chief at work and coming back and being chief to my kids. Yeah. <laughs> I walk yeah. in the door yeah. giving out orders and. <laughs> And um, I changed that and immediately I saw a different 
at home. Um, mm. And it's still a struggle at work to change it. That's not something that was instantaneous as it is at, at home. So I noticed that I sit different when I go into a group of males, like I'll be in a chief's mess and then I'll be sitting normal. And then as more men start to come in, I'll start to like slouch in my chair like this and things like that. And so I just, now that I'm more mindful, I try to make sure that I'm not doing that, but it was just so, it's ingrained in me at this point. So I appreciate you sharing that because I noticed that too. And like that specific example that you used because yeah, the posture and the way you walk (laughs) and the way you carry yourself coupled Mm -hmm. with like what I wear and, and I realized I was, it, it just highlighted for me in school that I realized I was still presenting that. And then it made me really think about, wow, I really, I did that for such a long time. And even being careful what I posted on social media, because there's the whole, like, when you go to a new command, you know, they, all I would mm-hmm. ever hear is like, yeah, what you put on social media? Cause people are going to like research you and look you up and right. make a lot of assumptions from what they see. And so. I wouldn't be very feminine the way I presented to the world on social media either, or be very careful about what I posted. And so um, I very much identify with you on that. It's like a protective mode almost. And Mm -hmm. we don't, we don't have to, we don't have to do that for ourselves, not for anybody else, but for ourselves, we can um, bask fully in our femininity. Yeah. I noticed that with women, like the boys club, like I'm Mm. one of the guys, like, protection thing in it. That it's, part too. Yeah. It's going to sound like I'm pandering, but I try my best to be conscious of that because it's, it's a male dominated environment almost mm-hmm. anywhere. Like a cheese mess. It's mo- mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, a male dominated environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so almost anywhere you right. go, you know, the division, whatever. So it's like, I just, I remember having a young seller, uh, EM3 and she just, I just watch her transition from like just being normal to like trying to be one of the guys till yeah. it got real bad. Like she was like yeah. making, she was overly guy. Mm. Like she was doing guy. like the gross jokes and like, I'm like, yo, like, you know, and so I know how hard it is, you know, for y'all to be y'all, you know what I mean? Um, but mm-hmm. I mean, we're, like you're out now, we're out now. Valentine's day is coming up, <laughs> right? Valentine's day is coming up. We talked to Tish about, uh, what is it? Galentines, right? We talked to Gal- Teach last Galentines. episode about about, yes. about Galentines. So I have to ask you, um, mm-hmm. normal human question. Do you have any plans for Valentine's Day? What a great question. How did I know for some reason this would come up today? I just, <laughs> I felt it. I felt it. <laughs> I don't. Mm-hmm. I do not. And what's funny is, well, it all works out because then I can tell the story. So I've never bought myself like flowers or chocolate covered strawberries, anything like that for Valentine's Day. Like I've never intentionally done that for myself. Like I've gotten them on the day. Um, but I said this year, you know what? I'm in a place too of what I do for others, like that quick response and care and how I will take care of others. I am starting to intentionally do that for myself. Because the way I show up for others is I realize not necessarily the way I show up for myself. And that's me loving others. And so I'm working on not the feeling of love for myself because I feel that, but the acts, the acts of love for myself and choosing those things. And so I was like, you know what? Just one night I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to send myself some flowers. I'm going to get flowers on Tuesday. I'm going to send myself some flowers (laughs) and some chocolate strawberries. And I love that for me. And I don't know what happened, but the flowers came last Tuesday, not this coming Tuesday. And I was like, I, what? I was like, why? 
right? Right? I was like, yeah. what is going on? So are the flowers, I was actually going to put them up back here, but I forgot when I was trying to grab stuff. But um, yeah, they came last Tuesday. Strawberries are still coming, <laughs> but the flowers came last Tuesday. But it was perfect because... Uh, little did I know uh, this week I was going to need a little bit of a love reminder, visual love reminder for myself uh, and for my heart this week. And mm. I really needed that. So it all worked out. Mm. But um, other than like plant plants, nope. It's me loving on me this year and figuring out what that looks like so I can properly identify that in somebody else. Mm. When I tell you, you are my spirit twin. Oh. You are preaching today. Blessing my heart. Because as I'm, as I'm talking to you all, I'm reinforcing these things back in myself as well. Always mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's always when you see people that's super uh, like independent and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you always mm-hmm. wonder like, you know, you got to coexist one day, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. like you, Absolutely you have right. to, you know, and, and, and like, I was just listening to a, a podcast called audacious black girl. And she was like, mm. you have to choose you first, right? You yes. got to choose you first. Mm. Right. So like w- what you just said, yeah, like, let me figure myself out first before I try this thing. Mm. I think that's yeah. the best way to go about it. And I always think a lot of people who continually find failure in relationships, mm. it's like, damn, like, did you take a second after your last one yes. to like, like recalibrate to figure out who you were, yeah. what you accept, right. what you don't accept. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't got no. like men and women. Like we just don't. I, I got a question for you though about uh, imposter syndrome. Who are we? We that. talked about it, but we didn't talk about it the last mm. uh, episode. Okay. Um, and uh, maybe it's more of a statement, but I think a lot of people confuse like what they think, how they think imposter syndrome looks when they see like confident people. Mm, yeah. Um, and, and they don't know, like, like somebody like me, for instance, like when I'm like dealing with imposter syndrome, I'm like thinking I'm being logic. <laughs> like, mm. yo, like you are not like supposed to be here. So just shut the hell up. Mm. Like, like be quiet. You're not supposed yeah. to be here. Shut up. Don't say anything. Don't let them know that you're, yeah. you're here. Yeah. Um, and you've always, you know, been confident and presented yourself that way. But you also said you dealt with that, like imposter syndrome. And yeah. at what stages was it in? The, was it like in the wardroom? Yeah, there were. Yeah, we're going to be open, transparent. Let's go. Um, <laughs> can you talk a little bit about what imposter syndrome is? Mm-hmm. Of course. And I keep on saying open, transparent, because that's my reminder to myself to do just that. <laughs> yeah. So. I, well, I got some, I got some smoke coming. So oh, like, no. not, 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 not smoke <laughs> no. for you, but a, a couple okay. smoky questions. And I can't okay. wait. You're going to stay transparent. I can't We're going to stay open and transparent. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, imposter syndrome is, is exactly what Damo said as far as you're in a place and you don't feel, for some reason, you don't feel that you belong. Like you don't have something to add. Mm-hmm. Though you are qualified to be there, you have earned the right to be there. You have earned and worked and done what you needed to do to be there. When you're there, you don't feel that you belong or that you are qualified or that you should be there or have a say in all of those things. And so when it came to the, I feel differently about the Navy than I did in stepping into like the entrepreneurial space. Like I, I knew I was good at what I did in the Navy, like just with people and how to navigate certain things and how to um, speak and articulate in a way that connected with people or 
motivated people to do certain things and stuff. And so it was more, I guess it was less imposter syndrome and more that I just didn't feel that I fit in. Mm -hmm. Not that I shouldn't be there, but that I didn't fit in. So I'd actually maybe retract that, that it it wasn't imposter syndrome in those moments. It was just, uh, I was uncomfortable a lot because of uh, the dynamics and stuff of, of the wardroom. Mm-hmm. You know what a master chief told me, like speaking on imposter syndrome for everybody mm. else, a master chief told me, he was like, if you, cause I was recently just filling in for my CMC and mm-hmm. this other CMC told me, he was like, so he were, he came and he started trying to implement things at the command mm-hmm. and, I, and he was just standing in like, like they, he, we knew it. He was like, yeah, I'm standing in. He was like, but while I'm here, I might as well make changes. <laughs> like, 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 like and, you know, and he, and he told me, he was like, like, you're here. He was like, I know you only like kind of standing in, but make changes. He was like, mm-hmm. do something with the job mm-hmm. while you're in it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Go to meetings, whatever mm-hmm. you could do, do it. And I, I, I never looked at it like that. I'm like, I'm going to just keep the seat warm to let Lucy and see come. You know what I'm saying? Or maintain. Yeah. He was like, no, implement <laughs> changes or whatever like that. So he he helped me a lot with that. With that, and because you know, I'm thinking like, man, I'm not gonna say much. I'm in here with mm-hmm. an admiral. Uh, it's like really nothing. Like this is way past you know the job that I should be doing right now. Mm-hmm. Anything I say probably sounds mm-hmm. stupid as hell. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? These CMCs got like 26 years, and um, I just I just started saying some things, and a few things we actually we actually did. Let's go. Yeah, we actually did a few things. Uh, question, because we talked about your dad a lot last episode. I did. We never talked about your mom. We did not. At all. And um, I just wanted to know how, how is she? What's, like, what's her story? How's, um, I'm not, you know, I, I don't even know anything. Yeah. So how's mom? So my mom girl, my, I call her mama girl. Mm-hmm. It's changed over the years, the nicknames, but mama girl, um, she's, she's wonderful. Uh, we've had a, we talked a lot about my dad, I think, because there's it's an it's navy related, mm-hmm. and he's obviously been a huge uh, proponent and impact on that as far as like that being exactly what he was and what uh, he was doing. My mom, uh, man, she has, and I'm, man, I'm trying not to get emotional, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> we it, it was up to about. After college, we had the challenges that mothers and daughters can, parent mm-hmm. childs can, or parent and children can. And um, I'm not going to dive deep into that, but it, it was it was challenging for the both of us for different reasons. Um, and then we found our stride. And I'm so grateful for that. Man, she, she shows up for me. Mm-hmm. She shows up for me when no one else is there. My mom is. Uh, my first deployment, she... I don't know how many cards she sent me. Like the I'm thinking about you cards. Um, just letting me know that she loved me. Like she is so proud of me. Um, she just, she pours and she pours and she pours into me. Um, and I, I'm so grateful for her. Um, she's a beautiful person. I, I've said it to someone before. Like my mom is who I learned a little bit later in life how to love from um, mm-hmm. just the way she considers and cares for others. Um, 
and, and it's beautiful. She's actually coming. I'm picking her up on Wednesday. So if I, I guess those are my plans for Valentine's Day is to love on, nice. love on my mom because I'm going to show up with some flowers for her. I asked her yesterday. I didn't know what her favorite flower was. So I asked her and I want to show up and with a bouquet of flowers for her when I pick her up from the airport and then we can put it in her room while she's here. Um, yeah, my mom works in the mental health field. So uh, as much as I received from my dad when it came to the Navy, I received a lot from my mom when it comes to my interest in psychology and human behavior and taking care of people and nurturing people. And um, she's been doing that her her whole adult life as her career. And she's currently an executive director of a drug and alcohol rehabilitation clinic. Mm. And uh, and um, she lives in Baltimore. And um, oh, she ran she ran away. She ran away. <laughs> she ran away. <laughs> but yeah, both my, both my parents have. Um, a heart of service, a heart mm-hmm. of uh, serving others and everything. And um, yeah, I love mama girl. Are mom and dad together? And so, no. And that's a perfect uh, segue to uh, my parents divorced when I was younger. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, my mom remarried and my dad is also remarried. So thank you for asking that because there was like some clarity needed. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to go in to describe that because I call my mom mom, but I also call my father's wife mom as well. And Mm so I interchangeably know in my mind what that means, but that can be hard for other people as I'm saying both. People are like losing track of uh, what's going on and who's who and what's what. And so um, my dad's wife, mom, yeah, she is a powerhouse, like a powerhouse, Mm -hmm. a very, very uh, strong woman. Um. And she loves to, she pours a lot into the people around her. So I was blessed to be able to have both of those aspects in my life from both of the the present women in my life, which is, yeah, doubly blessed. Mm -hmm. There's Again, there's challenges in every relationship, if we can all acknowledge that. Um, But when you sit back and I think about it, I'm grateful, definitely grateful. Yeah. So I got a question for both of y'all. Um, well, you and Tish and, and like probably the last six years, every command climate survey that I read, it said uh, women, you know, one of the things that came out of the survey were women feeling like they weren't treated equally. And I like for the most part, I, I don't remember any time that I intentionally uh, like didn't treat a woman equally. But the crazy thing is I might have. Um, done it without even like subconsciously done it without even uh, knowing. So I just kind of want to get y'all perspective on like what that looks like. So I could maneuver better if I've ever, you know, been a culprit of not treating a woman equally. Um, In my experience, I would say that the way that I felt that I've been treated differently is um, one we kind of already talked, touched on mm-hmm. a little bit, just like, um, the perspective um, that we perspective of uh, other people get of like a woman. Um, one in particular, you're coming in to the command, people are looking you up and then it's like a woman in leadership. Is she going to be catty? Um, mm-hmm. Is she going to be one of those like, oh, like, I'll keep it real. Is she going to be a bitch? Just like, like people say, like, mm-hmm. um, and so like everybody's just kind of like watching, like, okay, is, is she, is she this? Is she that? So get ready to put you in a box. Mm. And a lot of times I felt like if I voiced an opinion that was contrary to what someone else 
felt I was taken as being bitchy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, here's, here we go. Like, or, or you're being sensitive just because I'm a, of a female. But if a, if a guy expresses his discontent with something, like he, they're just t- taken as just expressing their, like how they feel about something. Um, yeah. So those have been some of the things that I've experienced. Sounds that sounds a little sensitive. No, no, that's. I mean, I, I, I thank you. Thanks for uh, relating that, though. Um, and I'm interested in what you think about it too, Alon. Yeah, I want to break this one down because I thought about it a lot. Mm. And man, I you said that, and I had a lot of specific scenarios that came up from my mind from Rafael Peralta. Um, mm-hmm. I will say that that was my major challenge on the way out, other than getting sick was there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes with things, especially having a gynecological condition (laughs) Mm -hmm. that I needed surgery for and how that tied into dynamics and narratives and stuff. Um, But what it comes down to for me and what I see is this. Leaders and people in general could do a better job of becoming more aware of their subconscious perspectives. And so as a black woman in a white male dominated arena, I was very aware of the dynamic of where people do or don't feel comfortable and where they do or don't naturally cleave to because it's what they know and understand. So it's where they naturally connect. And so yeah, a man is more likely to understand the perspective and approach of another man because that's the experience in which he lives. Mm-hmm. People of certain races are able to culturally identify more with the person in which had similarities in the way they were raised and the rhetoric in their house and all of this other stuff. And so you can just see if you just watch people on the ship or you just watch people in life, that's naturally what we are drawn to. And I'm not saying that that is wrong. It's it's a subconscious thing that just happens. You feel comfortable with where you can connect and what you understand. It's human right. behavior. But as leaders and people who interact in such close quarters in the way that we do in the military, we got to do a better job of trying to better understand people who don't look like us, don't come from our same background and put more energy to connect in that way. And so when you do that, that also then will subsequently change the culture of things. Mm. So scenarios simply of treating as equals, you know, people tied to physical things like, well, if you do 20 pushups, you have to do 20 pushups, da, 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 all that. Yeah. No, for me, it's this. There were department heads. I was the only female department head. They could go sit in the captain's cabin at 2200 at night and shoot the mm-hmm. shit with them. Mm-hmm. Door open, that's fine. But you know, we're dark and ship. They could go sit there and shoot the shit with him real quick. 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever. Sit and like, like from what you talked about earlier, they could spend however much time they wanted to spend with him and people could walk by and see whoever hanging out in there. No problem. Mm-hmm. But not only what it's not that I felt I couldn't do that. What I'm not going to do for me and my comfort level is go sit with the captain at 2200 at night and shoot the shit for an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Like right. that just, 
personally, that does not feel comfortable to me, not necessarily just because of the optics or the narrative on the ship, but that just doesn't feel comfortable to me personally or professionally Yeah, to do that um, with a man. It just, it just doesn't. Um, And so in people being more aware of that, because that, that changes the dynamic. They will just by nature, spending more time with them and him understanding them on a more personal level, that affects things. That affects his opinion of them. That affects, and I say him because I've only had male captains, that affects, they have an underlying relationship that I can't and won't necessarily tap into because I don't feel comfortable doing that. Right. Yes. That makes me no less a better officer or a good officer or a proficient department head or the best department head or whatever it is but it's just human behavior and nature. And so there needs to be a conscious choice as a leader to be aware of those things and understand those things. And so that's, that's a nuanced dynamic where I've seen that the playing field isn't even um, because I'm just not going to play there. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Cause on, on a flip side of that, you get instances where if you take care of, a, a woman seller or if you you know you let's say you're a department head and you got a seller that you know you employ in a higher position or something like that mm. like since it's a male-dominated kind of environment they want to tap in into judge things. you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for you, sure 100 percent. yeah you got a specific instance coming up yeah because yeah, you, you were semi <laughs> yeah um, they want to judge you for making that decision. And I know you've been in a, a yeah. situation similar similar to that. And uh, my, my, my thought is like, what was going through your head as as you were going through that situation? Yeah. Did we talk about this last time? No, we didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll just tell the story. Um, I had a sailor who, so I was ops and then I was CSO. And as ops, I had a dedicated admin within our department to interact with admin. Because it just, it works. It mm-hmm. works. It's gold. It's, it made things so much more efficient. We didn't lose a lot of stuff. Like it, it was good. And so I wanted to implement that as CSO. And so quickly when I came in, I was like telling the department, you all need, I, I want you to give me somebody. Start putting up your recommendations. I'll start interviewing and seeing how that person works. And then they'll be my uh, departmental admin. And um, they didn't give me anybody. Like, I mean, I, I kept on asking, kept on like saying, hey, we're coming up on this deadline and they, they didn't give me anybody. And then so, um, who was it? One of my warrants, he was like, I recommend this person. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I agree for many different reasons. One, there was a lot of uh, second class in that division at the time, not a lot of opportunity for people to stand out. This person is an absolute attention to detail, a diligent person that would be perfect for that role because that's exactly what I needed. Someone attention to detail, diligent on it and can get stuff done. And then also it provided that person an opportunity to succeed in a way that they couldn't fully in that division because of other factors, right? Mm -hmm. And so it, it all around worked. So somebody recommended that person to me and I agreed. And I said, let's do it. This is, this is going to be my departmental admin. First of all, for a whole lot of people who ain't have nothing to say when it came time to recommend somebody, people start really having something to say when someone actually got in that position. And that really pissed me off. Let's just be clear. Like mm-hmm. yeah. that got on my nerves just separately from the situation. But and bless the heart of all the people who 
would bring to me information that was on the deck plates. I was really blessed with that throughout my career. It got back to me that <laughs> I got to laugh the, for a second. The Navy or, like gave it those. The Navy like gave it those, man. Like shit going to get back. It's yeah, going to make it. Is, it's going to make it. It's a higher level head. strategy. Yeah. So right, it came back it came back to me that um people were disgruntled about the person I chose and mm. because she was a black female they felt that they could make that connection, like you said, on how it works on the other side. So this is the counter argument to what I said that um, that I had I chose her because she was a black female. Mm. It, when I say I, I've dealt with a lot of things in the Navy and in the positions I've been in, but I only say that one brought me through the roof. It brought me low too. I got real real tired when I heard that. Like I was just, I remember I was in combat mm-hmm. and I was just sitting there and I was, I was tired. I said, are, are you, this is my next battle? Really? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that perspective for people, it's like some people can just go do their jobs in a lot of these scenarios and just go to work and get their work done and roll out. Mm-hmm. And that's all they have to deal with. And then, Behind the scenes, this is this is the type of st- stuff that some people, other people are dealing with. Like these Game of Thrones level right. strategy yeah. moves and playing chess yeah. every day at work. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, the hell. And I got, I got so tired, but I immediately went to the XO. And then as you know, Damo, I immediately sent you an email. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, I am documenting what is going on right now because it will not be this that becomes the problem of all problems in my career. Like it will mm-hmm. not be this. And just the irony and the uh, hypocrisy of it, it just made me really tired. And so like, I, I'm a definitely, a, if there's a problem, we're all going to talk about it because we're going to get it out there. Like I did when I was younger. Right now I called the department. I told the XO, XO loved JJ, but he was like, Alana, this ain't no Come on now. He was like, <laughs> I'm not, he was like, I'm not worried about that. Like, I don't think that's why, like, I, I don't, he wasn't giving any credit to it. Not because he didn't care or didn't, couldn't see I cared about it, but like he wouldn't give credit to such tomfoolery. Mm. Yeah. 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 And the, uh. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had uh talked to you about it and then I talked to the department about it and I told him, I transparent, told him exactly what happened, exactly what was going on. Woo wee. ITC went off on everybody. He was like, you got just you got to be fucking kidding me. Da, 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 da. Like if I ever hear somebody say something like, like he just went off and I was very appreciative of his, of his support for that. <laughs> and then, um, and then it was, why am I blanking on his name? I feel so bad for this. Uh-huh. We don't have to say his name, but yeah. he actually stepped up in that meeting and he goes, first of all, she didn't, she didn't recommend this person or initially choose this person. He's like, I recommended them. I brought this person up. So y'all can kill all those narratives about why you think she chose this person or why this person is in this position. Mm. And so it was quiet after that. I think they they disseminated the information. I think chiefs took care of it, warrants took care of it type of stuff. But yeah, that that hit me really hard. I was real tired after that. Yeah. Yeah. And you made moves. She made moves quick, y'all. Like, she you know, did. I, I got the email. I got the email. 
Yeah. And then the next conversation oh, I had. Oh, she did. Oh, me. You, oh, yeah. yeah. No, I did. The next yeah. conversation I had, the moves have been made. You know, I'm trying to do my semi-o <laughs> thing. I'm like, yeah, let me, you, give me a second. Let me, you know. Uh, it was like, no, uh, CSO. It was like, hey, CSO took care of it already, senior. Because, you know, the seller talked to me too. Yeah. Hey, CSO took care of it, senior. I'm like, for real? I was about to, you know, like, send CSO oh, some, not some, needed. some shit. It's like, no, nah, she got it done, man. Just like on your first shit where you would have grabbed yeah, that. I'm t- there's certain things, well, a lot of things I don't play with. Yeah. And one of the things is my career or somebody else's career based off of some ignorance. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. the best thing to deal with certain things is out in the open. Right. Yeah, because sometimes the system is so protective that it takes mm-hmm. away the impact of like the conversation, that the real yep. conversation, because it's such a protective system. Because I mean, exactly. as a semio, I'm protecting both parties. Um, right, at exactly. the end you of, have to. Especially yeah. when it's like word against word. I'm protecting both mm-hmm. parties at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Yeah. So that goes back to something Damon said a long time ago about semios probably not being a part of the command. Mm, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I've I've had a similar situation where I've actually had myself, not at this command, but it was another command, but my SEL um, told me, yeah, um, I'm getting reports that you talk to black sailors more than other sailors. Mm -hmm. And mind you, I'm the career counselor. So literally all sailors come talk to me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so I said, is it that I only talk to, or I mostly talk to black sailors, or is it that they only notice when I'm talking to black sailors? That part. Um, And she just kind of looked stunned. And like the conversation never really came back up until Mm -hmm. I was in my eval debrief. And she says, Mm -hmm. Oh, you're like the people's chief. (laughs) Mm. And I was like, You know what? I probably could take that. Because of the prior situation, I could mm. take that negatively, but mm. I decided to take it as really like a badge of honor. Like, yes, mm. I, I take care of people. Right. I take care yeah. of people. Um, and regardless of color, I'm going to take care of people. Mm. Um, and I also feel like a, a responsibility to also mm. make sure that I'm taking care of my own people as well. Mm. Um, because a lot of times we we do catch a lot of flack. There we mm. we experience things differently in the Navy than other races. Um, keeping it real, and mm. there is as some people don't want to admit it, and we might get some hits on this, but there is a <laughs> Filipino mafia out there. Mm. <laughs> it is real. I, you're <laughs> going to get hits on this because you and David are quiet as hell. <laughs> It you is, listen, I'm coming with the fire, okay? <laughs> Come at me. We Come like at this. me. I'm coming right you back. <laughs> <laughs> what is his name? Kevin? I'm taking all the Kevins, okay? You, you can come on with it, but it, it is a real thing where they take care of their people. And so I don't feel like... <laughs> It's wrong for me to take care of my people and for them to automatically feel like they're more comfortable coming with to me because I've experienced the same things that they have experienced. And some of them are, you know, it could be the way that they, they're conveyed and they mm-hmm. may come to me and say, okay, this is the persona. Or I may come to them and say, hey, this is the persona that you're putting out there. Let's 
tweak that a little bit um, because you're acting in the way that you're from. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's let's pull that back and be uh, be professional. Um, and so, yeah, I don't bring it. Bring it, but yeah, yeah so, I, I wore that as a badge of honor of, yeah. of being the people's chief. Yeah, I think it's a connection I, thing. I think it's a connection right? thing yeah, too. A, like yeah. uh, I, that, I got a complaint about that as a simio, um, mm-hmm. that I leaned more toward one seller than the other, and that's hot, man. That's like so opposite of like everything about who I am as a person, right? right? But I realized that like I'm gonna do my job no matter what, right? Whatever the job mm-hmm. is, I got to do. However. Mm-hmm. I might connect more with a seller that's from an environment that I'm from or something. So a lot of young people, um, they look at connection a lot. Like one of the strongest things they look at in the Navy right now is like connection. Connection. And a lot of the, a lot of the impact that I had on a lot of sellers doesn't have anything to do with the Navy. It's all about Mm -hmm. like personal connection. Mm -hmm. So a young seller might've came to me and I might've done my job as a simio, a hundred percent. You know, versus another young seller that I might have never had to handle as a simio, but we both watch uh, Power. Mm-hmm. You know, so they like, hey, chief, like, you know, back when I was on the ship, hey, chief, you saw that episode last night? What'd you yeah. think about Reek? What'd you think about this? And I'm like, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and so the other seller who I just helped as a simio and I was super professional with or whatever like that might see me talking to this seller that like about power or something of like mm-hmm. the culture and be like, damn, like we didn't have Feel that left out. Mm-hmm. connection, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. then they might think that I take more toward a seller that look like me. And that's, that's not really the case. We just Absolutely. have a connection. Right. Mm. And, and I, I think it's only I, noticed when it's on the opposite side. Honestly. Yeah. And so I do want to provide <laughs> that counter argument and that balance. Cause I, it's just what I do. But um, <laughs> in that it's like these instances on either side of the house where that awareness kicks in and that understanding of that as the leader that, okay, that's what that person saw. Mm-hmm. And even possibly mm-hmm. having the discussion and addressing it and be like, hey, this is the breakdown of what you saw or what you may be experiencing. But what I learned and what I want to give people the tools is how to navigate the situation, not just drop on and be aware about connection and where you fall in that and who you fall in that with. But uh, one of the things I noticed that early on in my career, that connection piece. So there was, um, I was navigator on Normandy. And the navigator before would go, we'd go into ports and he'd go out like golfing with the captain. Again, not something I'm going to do, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, dang, I'm coming in after this person and he's able to spend this when we would go into ports and stuff. And it's not just him and the captain, like they would go out as a group, but it's just not something I would choose to do. Um, but I was like, how and where do I connect just as strongly with the captain? Mm-hmm. And I sat down and I really figured, and I didn't like sit down and was like journaling about it or anything, but like (laughs) I took time to think about that. And I realized our professionalism, our like strict adherence to like, he was a nuke, uh, a nuclear officer. And it's like our strict adherence to like professionalism and like attention to detail. and, And I just, I did everything I could at every time to connect on that front with him. And I think we had just as close as a relationship. I found my plaques actually down there. And he wrote one of the best decisions of his, uh, I think, tour career. I don't know, was to ask me to be his navigator. Nice. Mm. And like that just really reinforced 
that we can still connect with people, even if it's not, you know, culturally or for a lot of different reasons, there's Mm -hmm. other ways we can find that, hey, I have this strong connection with you here, our professionalism, and I can cultivate that. And mm-hmm. that's where we can connect. Yeah. yeah, And that's that consciousness and choice and nuance thing as leaders that I think we need to, um, to work on. It's essential. It's essential. Like yeah. every leader needs to connect with yeah. every seller that they're mm-hmm. kind of leading. Absolutely. You kind of mm-hmm. helped me out with something before. And we talked in the last episode about mm-hmm. uh, speaking up for yourself. Right. And then it had something yeah. to do with my medical stuff too. Um, so my my question is sometimes we we go with the mm-hmm. we go with the flow, right? Or we get back mm-hmm. into a corner that, and then yeah. we speak up for ourselves, right? So my question is, what did your inspiration to speak up for yourself came um, from? when I was when in what instance? Like like for like speaking up for yourself. Sometimes like like for instance, you so mm-hmm. you said in the last episode that that uh I'm not I'm not mm. doing this. Oh yeah, the doctor. Right? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not having this. You know, so over here, yeah. I'm gonna wait till I get home. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, so somebody yeah. can take care of me. But a lot of times, somebody at a, yeah. a captain, especially somebody high rank, they'll be like, ask you a question. You yeah. say, okay, yeah. yeah, I can do that. You know, mm-hmm. even though you don't want to, right? But you are still say yeah. it because because of that. And then, but, so I was was asking the question, what's your inspiration for? Like, you know what? That's yeah. It was major turning point in my life, and um. Something that goes pretty deep is I listened to myself and my body instead of everything I thought I had to do or everybody I had to show up for or that I didn't want to leave a job unfinished or that I didn't want to be seen as weak or that I, you know, all the list of things you can have in your mind. I I remember I can, like I'm there right now, close my, like I remember standing at the desk and they were checking me in for like surgery for the Monday. And it's not even that I had to listen to my body. My body was being very clear about what was going on. I started having like a panic attack. Mm. Like I thought I was about to pass out. And I started hyperventilating. And it just started flowing out of my mouth. I said, I'm not doing this. It was almost kind of like involuntary. It's just like I just knew in the depths of my gut in me no, this is like not the path. This is not where I need to be. This is not, no, this is no longer okay. And when you're in the leadership and service business, how do I say business, just, you know, vocation, you consider a lot of other people and a lot of other things before you consider yourself. When you're truly doing it with with that truth to it and that's what your passion Mm -hmm. is. And I noticed over time how that cut me off from really listening to myself or being able to hear myself, like simply what my body's telling me, um, what my emotions are telling me, where I need to be and where I don't need to be kind of thing. Being in tune with yourself. And that was the kickstart of that moment of me getting back on the journey to learn how to do that. But there was just, it was such a gut body, whole body feeling that I couldn't ignore it. Mm. I absolutely couldn't ignore it. I just knew in my heart I did not need to be having surgery there. I had to go home. Yeah. And so for that. Especially when you said, oh, go ahead. Especially when you say you need somebody. Yeah. And it was, it was, was, I need the doctor who did my last surgery. Like I, I, I'm obviously back in a place where I was not just five months ago as being sick and in need of surgery. 
And I also think I subconsciously realized I made the wrong choice for myself and my health and my life in choosing to come back to the ship after that surgery and to go on deployment. And so I, I knew I had an opportunity to either make the same decision or make a different decision for myself. And I needed to make that different decision. It's like they say, to have something you never had before, you have to do something you've never done before. And I knew I had to choose different or I'd be in the same place I was in at that point and in another five months. Yeah. Okay. Hey, so this question is kind of like, you know, it's just open, just an open question. It's ifs, ifs with it, but um, you can answer it. Uh, if you was an owner mm. of a new business and you wanted to, to mm. hire a couple employees, what are mm. some of the strengths, right, you would be looking for in that Do process? Do you know yourself? An extreme amount of self-awareness. I'm not looking for anybody to be perfect because none of us are. But I need to know that you know yourself, what your challenges are, what challenge you. And are willing to be open and to communicate with that. So you prioritize communication and clarity. Um, We all have things that we go through in life and challenges and everything. So I'm not looking for someone to, or expecting, you know, you can't necessarily show up the same every day. I'm not looking for you to show up as a different person every day. That too, we're not going to do, but like, (laughs) we're all going to have moments. But hey, can you communicate to that to me? Do you know where that's coming from? Do you know how to help yourself and not, for the business, but you, um, I want I want to have that security in the fact that I can. For me, that's the establishment of trust. Do you know yourself, and can you clearly communicate that? And do you do you um, prioritize clarity and communication? Because then I will always know if something's going on or something's happening. You will tell me. And in that instance, we can always work through things. Mm-hmm. It's when not given an opportunity to work through something that that's when I have a major problem. Might not seem like the okay. generic answer, but yeah, it's very important to me. And then that just builds on from there. And then people who are, you know, professional and um, enjoy, you enjoy, you're going to enjoy what you're going to do. Like that's important to me. Um, yeah, I would say that's the beginnings of it. Yes, sir. My last question. Man, it is. Black History Month, right? So, you know, I got to ask something. I'm black. <laughs> so, I have to ask something. So, my question is, um, um, have you ever had a bad experience when you was asked a question because you were black? Oh. <laughs> now, I, I, I never, question. now I'm asking this because I, I never had it like mm. for Black History Month, right? We got Black History Month on the ship. Mm-hmm. They're always doing it, right? So, a lot of the time, oh, they'll come yeah. ask, you know, somebody that's African American, do they want to speak? Speaking of that, you did a great Appreciate job. We that. talked about Thank it before you. with the Martin Luther. I think it was mm-hmm. Martin, um, Martin Luther King um, thing you did, but it was great. And probably me and Dumbo was probably on the chopping block. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all would have so, killed us. Great. I'm glad you said you're like yes to that. <laughs> but uh, have you ever have you ever had a bad situation though? Mm-hmm. Like somebody asked you something because I'm gonna give one more example of it. Like the other day in the in the in the office, and this guy was. He was saying something about the five heartbeats. You yes. know what I mean? You know yeah. the movie, the five heartbeats, right? He he named this thing. No one knew what he was talking about. He eventually <laughs> came to me and asked me, and of course I, I right. knew what he was talking about, right? So, but it yeah. wasn't a bad experience, though. You know what I mean? I, I was cool with that, but have you ever had like a bad experience? I can't think of anything that comes to mind, like very specifically or prominently. But I will say, people do. Um, 
I think we've all experienced it. They come to you with a well-meaning question and then it just shows yeah. it's a very, they, they not only say well-meaning question, they mean well with the question. Right. But it's like, did you filter yeah. that before that before. came out of your mouth? And it can just make you feel yeah. real uncomfortable. And what I disliked about it is then it's on, the onus is on me to navigate that I feel like in a polite manner. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I felt the need to, ha- I feel the need to have to do that. And can't just say that's an ignorant question because like there's, it comes, this responsibility comes up into me to handle this person gently and to maybe educate them on why that's not appropriate. But I, I, I'm losing a lot of interest in doing that. <laughs> but yeah, that, that has happened over the years. Um, things like that. And it's just, it's like, oh Lord, that kind of energy when someone does yeah. that. That's funny that you say that because that brought back right. something from my maybe second or third duty station, like very early on in my career where I was on an IA. I was mm. in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or as I like to call it, Tampa Stan. Um, <laughs> and there was a Marine Corps officer. I think I was a third class. There was a Marine Corps officer and I worked in admin. He would come into admin mm-hmm. as he was like transferring in and out the door. He would speak to everyone else normal. But when he came mm-hmm. to talk to me, he would be like, hey, yo, blah, 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 or start rapping a song. <laughs> and I would just look at him because I never gave that type of energy. So why are you giving it to me? And I, that is one of, and I never did really like correct him. I was very young, very mm-hmm. timid at mm-hmm. that time. And that is something that I think about often because mm-hmm. I didn't do anything in that situation. And I, that's my biggest regret in my career, I think, is that I never said anything and I just let him do it so often. And I think it was the entire time I was there. I was there for like six months. He did it mm-hmm. the entire time I was there. And he asked me one time, I think it was after Thanksgiving maybe. And he says, so for for Thanksgiving, did you have chitterlings? Did no. you have collard greens? And I was so embarrassed. I never said anything though. If I could go back in my career and change only one thing, that would be the one thing that I changed because of how mm-hmm. it made me feel. Yeah. Damn. I'm sorry you experienced that. That's, yeah. Come on now. Chitterlings. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Well, I got of to get course. up out of here, guys. Hey, I love yeah, thank, hey, thank you very much. Make sure you got the questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got I to leave. So let me ask my four, gotta, my five I questions. Right. I wrote down. I got to get the fuck right. out of here. Like, I, get, I, I have one question in, for you. Man. I'm sorry. Where'd you get that, that bookcase? Yes. That bookcase set up? You know what, I noticed Good that question. in one of y'all's videos and I was like, the last podcast and I was like, oh, yes, yes, I love man. that. For, for the world, for the world. That's a whole lot of Hey, for the world, man. Now all of us. All of us. 
Oh like, my god, I feel. <laughs> hey, when I, I first when I out. first got it, I was telling Dumbo, <laughs> mm. "No, no, you good, you good." When I when I uh, told Dumbo I had got it, man, I was like, "Man, they gonna think I'm, I don't have some book reviews now, man." Like, <laughs> I had right, to I'll talk to you guys Thank later. Thank you so Bye. much. I appreciate you. I got one last question before we wrap. It's not a profound question. It's just a basic, simple question. It's a Navy question as well. The question is, if you spotted a, let's say you came across a wizard or a magician and they told you um, that you could, you got to go back and do one of your tours, right? Mm. Magically, you could go That's back and question. only do one of your tours. Um, which one would it be? I'm not thinking because I don't know. I'm just mm-hmm. maybe providing a pause for all the people I love out there and I served with in certain yeah, tours. I don't, don't want to create. I don't want to create no yeah, <laughs> drama with nobody. <laughs> <sighs> My navigator tour. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of hard seconds on that, like equally and very very close um but that tour fed me so much mm-hmm. as far as um the confidence to drive a warship mm-hmm. like to to navigate to keep people safe to it reinforced in me that I can do this and I can do this so well and it was transformational for me and my tour in that way, as far as building confidence in me and, um, yeah, my navigator tour. It was, mm. it was a blessing. I loved working with the midshipmen when I was there. They fed me too. And ops tour was awesome. I loved it that too. But man, being a navigator, I just, yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Well, hey, it's always a good time when we get together. That's one thing that I do want the world to know. It's always a good, a great time we get together. And hey, looking forward already. I'm saying it now. Looking forward to part three. (laughs) (laughs) After the audio book, after the audio, we want you and Mike. We want you and Mike up here for part three. But before you get out of here, can you Mm -hmm. please plug everything that you got going on so we can share that with everybody? Yes. So now I'm more comfortable with this because we're dropping some imposter syndrome. <laughs> if you want, if you're running a small business or brand and you need help with your copywriting website, or if you need help with your newsletters or bio, whatever it is, you can go to uh, evergreenmedia.group. And that's where you can reach me on that side of the house uh, to schedule a, a call, a 15 minute call where we can talk about your project and see how we can uh, connect and how I can help you. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, always do that. It's Alana M. Abernathy. And then uh, if you want are interested in the book, uh, Black Veteran Entrepreneur, you can go on Amazon and search that out. And what Mike and I are saying, our tagline it is, if you buy the book, leave us a review. We'd really mm. appreciate that. And that's what I'm doing. Well, since Damon ain't here, I'm going to say Mississippi stand up. <laughs> I just really want to reinforce to y'all, like, thank you so much for this. Like you, it's such an important part of my journey and my growth as I shift into other things. And um, I cannot emphasize enough how much you're creating that space for me to be in a safe space, to talk about certain things and to and identifying with them and reinforcing them, and encouraging them. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.